We are live. WindDailySports.com. Another week for the Bet Like Mike show. My name is John Jansen and the star of the show, as always, Mike North. You can follow him at North to North on Twitter. Um, and I, I got to ask right away. I, I don't need to waste time here. Did you have any Phil Mickelson bets? Was Phil Mickelson on the radar of Mike North throughout the weekend? Yes, he was. And I contemplated him. And welcome everybody to the show. Look at everything that you got to do. Follow this, follow that, do this, do that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, John and uh, John Jansen, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow him also. Follow us because I went undefeated this Friday, this past Friday. Had a good weekend. Uh, But I didn't bet Phil. uh, 180 plus 180. I could have matched him up against Brooks Kepka. We'll get to him in a minute. Minus 190. Okay, so Brooks Kepka crapped the bed. Okay, that's what he did. Yeah, uh, he didn't do well. <laughs> along with everybody else there, it was almost like Tiger Woods' uh, uh, Masters, where nobody else performed. Tiger stayed steady, stayed focused, still had some game, and the same thing goes for Phil. Phil, I don't think I've ever seen him this intense from Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Ever. I don't think I've ever seen him this focused, and this is the the part that I love. All the kids out there, all the under 35s, all the under 40s, saw what it takes if you work hard, and I'm not scolding the under 35. What I'm saying to the under 35 people is, you ain't shit. There's people (laughs) older than you, boys and girls. You ain't shit. I keep seeing on Twitter how it's great to be young and this and that, and we got this and we got that. Like I said to John last week, John will go see the Rolling Stones before any 20-something band. And Phil Mickelson whipped up on all the youngins. If somebody wants to talk to me about Brett Musburger, who's 87 years old, oh, yeah, me. We do this because we love it. We don't need the money anymore, just like Phil don't do the mo- need the money anymore. I yeah. do this because it's my passion. Phil does it now because it's his passion. He never had trouble with money, but he had trouble with expectations. And Tiger Woods, this was his signature moment, John. This is what makes him heads and tails above anybody else, including Julius Boros, who won a PGA at the age of 48, and Jack Nicholson at the age of 46. This is his baby, not Tiger's, not anybody else's. Congratulations to him. Yeah, Phil Mickelson, you know, this is because I I know he's had problems, you know, finishing out tournaments and all of that. So I I think this just speaks to experience, you know, and and yeah, it's just the once in a while he can catch, you know, him feeling great, him in that zone. And he was able to catch it and he was able to feel good throughout this entire tournament. But it's the experience that didn't let him fault because everybody I feel like was waiting for it. Now, everybody was saying on Twitter, like, when is this going to be the hole that Phil implodes? But it just never happened. It it just seems, you know, the experience and, and him being there, knowing that uh, really helped him out in, in, at the end of this oh, tournament. Really has got that experience and other people do. But I heard something. Thank God I didn't hear a lot of this. A couple people said it. And then somebody must have called him and said, shut up. Okay. (laughs) It said here, Phil Mickelson. I heard this on a couple shows, but nobody else really has repeated it too much. One against a tougher field than Jack did in 86. Uh, I was at both. I seen both. Are you kidding me? You got Louis Usaisen 
as your second guy. You've got Brooks Kepka, who supposedly he wants everybody to know that he's hurt. Okay, I'll give you a little bit on him in a minute. Padraig Harrington, who's done. <laughs> Shane Lowry, Harry Higgs. Let me re. Hey, wait. When Ricky Fowler finishes in the top ten, and he could have finished in the top five, then it's a crap tournament. And Phil Mickelson won against a weak field. Okay, here's the field that Jack went against. Oh, it froze on me. Here we go. I got a field that Jack Nicholas went against, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> I need you more than ever now because of them. Nicholas, here's who he went up against in 86. Greg Norman, Tom Kite, Seve Ballesteros, fourth place, the maybe the greatest European golfer ever. Nick Price, Tom Watson, who almost won the Open at 59. Payne Stewart, Kelvin Pete. Are you kidding? Ben Crenshaw, Bernard Langer, Curtis Strange. I mean, these guys were stuff. Fred Couples. <laughs> They would have eaten this group, this field, alive. Nicholas went up against a tougher field. They had an off week, too. Every one of those guys had a bad game out of the four days. For instance, Watson, 71, 70, 69, 77. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's give credit to Phil and to Jack. They were the best against any field they want to go. But please don't start that comparison. I mean, Greg Norman would be one of the top money winners again today. And let's 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 talk about the equipment. We found out what Jack Nicholas would do if he was in his prime with the new equipment. Because Phil Mickelson with the new equipment's out driving 30 year olds. Yeah, it is it is funny to mention equipment too because Phil Mickelson, he is using a putter that is considered ancient right now. Uh, for some reason he hits the ball three six but the dri- yeah driver and all that yes one that's out, kid. You left that one out. The driver is what makes him now. It was, it's what always has made him, plus trick shots and being a great golfer. But yeah. my God, when he out hits everybody in the field at 366, that's the equipment too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I think the, the comparison everybody's doing right now is uh, the Tiger 2019 Masters to this one yeah. for Mickelson. Uh, even that field, that was, that was to me a little bit more impressive because Tiger Woods, with all of his injuries and everything, he was, he was not supposed to be good in golf again. Like He was never supposed to win another major. And for him to win the Masters like that against a really good field, uh, that one was impressive. Well, I think a little bit more impressive than he always had the talent, but he really wasn't going to win again, not only because of physical injuries, because he went off the deep end. Let's, let's face that. I mean, there was two things in play with him, his bad yeah. injuries and everything else. Phil Mickelson has stayed basically, for the most part, injury-free. I mean, yeah. he's going to be 50-1 to 1 at the next tournament. I mean, you know, so we'll see what happens. But I want to congratulate him. Another one for the old guys, you know. it's just a And lefty. All, for, for all the lefty golfers in the world. There you go. Phil Mickelson's got your back. You know, like the radio guys, like Matt Dog, Russo, Pat Brun. Uh, I mean, not uh, uh, you got Bruno. I'm with you. Tony Bruno. Uh, we have a guy, Pat Bruno, that makes food. He's a food critic in town. He's pretty good, too. But Tony <laughs> Bruno, all the older guys. It's a win for us today. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the NBA. Yeah. Great, great weekend. Awesome. I, there was not one bad game this weekend. It was, it was really good. Hockey's been great. Everything's been great. Yeah. Let's talk about the problem with the NBA. And they know they have a problem. They're going to try to pass 
a midseason tournament, the NBA, because they've lost the regular season for a lot of reasons, political reasons, treating their customers shabbily at times, not playing people when they're supposed to. I mean, Donovan Mitchell sat last night. Donovan Mitchell sat for the Utah Jazz last night, and it was a late decision decided by the training staff, even though he wanted to play. Bets were already in. They're killing the Golden Goose there. And now, for what was becoming the most powerful league on earth, for its size, the NFL will always be there, is now ashes. I don't care what the ratings are going to be. Yeah, the games mean something. But the fact that you have to have a midseason tournament, okay, and, you, and you're going to play 82 games or maybe you're going to play 72 or 62 because people have found out about you. You're malingerers. You're lazy. You're worried about uh, your futures five years from now. And that's why you're playing a midseason tournament. Larry Bird's rolling over. Well, he's not dead, but he's rolling over today in bed. Magic Johnson. Michael Jordan, pathetic. You went off the deep end and you have no leadership at the top position. Is there any argument for this, John? Yeah, I, I would be interested because it's it's this is more of a, a European style thing. This isn't this has never made its way into American sports, you know, these different kinds of tournaments uh happening in the middle of the season. So I'll be I'll be interested to see. I don't know if it'll work and it doesn't seem like it will, but if it does. You know, could could Major League Baseball adapt something like this? All these leagues that have oh, a really long God. regular season, if they can adapt something different, uh, because yeah, I mean, the the thing that with Major League Baseball, with the NBA and the NHL, their playoffs are amazing. But what they can't compete with is the NFL regular season and just the the sense of urgency. Because they only play yeah. sixteen games. Well, right, but that's but, but that's what I mean. If the NFL played 162 games, we'd shut it off by game three. Right. But I guess it's with the these mid, mid-season games. tournaments trying to create that sense of urgency like the NFL does. please you youngsters about <laughs> this? Because why has baseball been good for – why are there billion-dollar franchises? You know why? Because it's been the rule changes. It's been COVID or what have you. But everybody's lost their compass. I mean, I mean, when I hear Brooks Kepka say after taking 300 shots over the weekend – that during the mob scene, which, by the way, was cool. Sorry you got you. I might have hurt my knee. After you played a 300-shot tournament, you're going to complain about somebody that might have Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the injury is, but he he has been essentially playing on one leg, I guess. And how is he not limping? Um, I, I forget what type of injury uh, it no, is. No. But... When you have a bad leg, you limp. You ever fall down? When you have a bad yeah. he don't even limp. He's taped up, and he lets everybody know. Walter Payton told me this. Don't ever know. let him know you're hurt for two reasons. One, you don't want the opponent to know you're hurt, and two, you want to use it as an excuse. He was minus 190 with those injuries, period. He And he, and he choked the gag yesterday, like everybody well, else. Well, yeah, he, he did do that, yeah. He did do that. Now, back to Donovan Mitchell. He wanted to play. They told him no. They lose the game. The betters already put the bets in. I don't care if you have a midseason tournament or not. More people are turned off by what happened last night that they won't publicize. But for that to happen that late, we thought we you told me last week we were done with this because it's going to be the pro, the postseason now and everybody's going to play. 
Yeah, that one, that one I'm I'm not sure about because I guess it, it becomes the call of the trainers. And, you know, obviously Donovan Mitchell wants to play as a competitor, but, you know, if there's something that came up, maybe in warm-ups or whatever it might be, I'm not sure. You know, we we see game time decisions a lot. This is this is one I think is a little bit different of a situation. We know Donovan Mitchell's been been hurt. Um, and it just that one's up to the discretion of the trainers. And if they said no. So was LeBron. So was Davis. We right. heard Donovan Mitchell was going to play. He had an owie, and the trainers got scared. Michael Jordan was told not to play the whole season after he broke his plantar fasciitis. He yeah. came back because he said, I'm not going to sit out. I don't care what the trainers say. I'd like to see maybe a little bit more pushback, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. They went down sure. one to nothing. And how about your Phoenix? They need Sunday? him. <laughs> oh, they, my God. How do you fit him? I mean, he said he could go. You got to go, but uh, they're into protecting the athlete now too much, in my opinion. You still got to go out and uh, play the game. Now, as far as we're concerned, we had a great weekend. It's time to start and get another weekend going, or another week going. And I'm going to start things off, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the most important thing. I'm afraid to take the NBA right now. But I also want to say this, Miami the other night, uh, were you surprised they lost that game, first of all, to Milwaukee? No, I was surprised Milwaukee, I was surprised Miami was able to keep it close. They didn't look like the same Miami team from the the finals. I I think it just showed Milwaukee kind of looked lost, and Giannis looked terrible in that game. Yeah, and Middleton had to make a big shot there. Philadelphia, you ridiculed the Wizards, you were right, in a way. But they cut. Co- they didn't cover. The Wizards covered. The I game. know by half a point. Too, I know. Did you go anyway, or did you let your heart take it, Jad? No, I I stayed away from it. I, I and I stayed away from it because the way it's the the NBA playoffs have just been going from the start. It's been a lot of underdogs, close games. Uh, I just I wanted to stay away from it uh, from okay. the start. So I didn't do much with basketball. I'll tell you what's great about golf betting. You put down a matchup, and I'm going to tell you, yesterday I was following two other guys that TV could not follow anymore because they were dreadful. (laughs) Do you ever put in a matchup bet where the two guys are absolutely horrible and you're praying that your guy is less horrible (laughs) than the other guy? No, but I can only imagine. That would be be amazing. One guy puts it in the drink, and then the guy you have uh, puts it in there right after him. Who's this guy, Bazindadut, or whatever his name is, (laughs) Bazindadut? Who is I have that no guy? idea. B e z i o h o u d t. Oh, I have I have no idea. Yeah, he finished twelve for thirteen. <laughs> if you look at the leaderboard, try to read his name. It's his last name. Yeah, he, he played Brandon Grace. Now Brandon Grace is a more popular player than Pazindadut or whatever his name is. Maybe I know Sia will know how to pronounce him. Uh, he came in twelfth or something, but. Or they even suck. He he was plus five, my guy, and Brandon Grace was plus six. And I had as much intensity, thank God, that I won that matchup than for Phil and for Kepka. They're going like this. My buddy goes, hey, Phil's looking good. Go, What's Bazindadot doing? I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's last name. That is amazing. You um, got his name there, John? No. Oh, God. You got a computer? Are you okay? You had to go yes. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Just had a, a little bit of the the sneezes. Uh, allergy. No, help me out here. You're the young guy. Come on. I, it's called PGA Open leaderboard. Yes, I'll look for it. I cannot We're promise. In the top twelve. They fit twenty scores. Um, Bazanda Goop. 
<laughs> I don't even know if I'll be um Christian. It's B E Z B E Z U I D E N. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's last name. Was that? Was that? Oh, here we go. Look at look at my guy. Bezayden. Bezayden. I take the Bezayden guy. That is amazing. That's Brandon Grace. That is amazing. Five and one's plus six, and I'm having a coronary because I have quite a bit of change on it anyway. Thank you, see What a what a name that We're is. Supposed to be with all this stuff. These are all young guys. I I cannot pronounce that. I can't name. even pronounce Trevino. And let me back in the day. <laughs> all right, pal. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. The best five minutes is the ones that's left. It's the one that wins you money, ladies and gentlemen. The first game, I got three games. How many games you got today? I got a couple. I only okay. have a, a couple. Nothing okay. too big. Where I come from, that's. Two, sometimes a few is three. A couple I is two, it. yeah. Yeah, I, I got a few. I'm one of those. When I say a couple, I mean two, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Some people say I got a couple in New York. And, and it's like three or four. Yeah, that doesn't That's exactly sense. right. I got Miami tonight plus the four and a half. I think nice. that uh, Jimmy Butler was just okay. I think that the team, I was very surprised. They should have won that game maybe. Uh, it's an up and flow. Giannis is so good. But I like Miami plus the four and a half, my friend. I'm going to stick with baseball here. Uh, this is a spot that we really love, at least for me. And it, it's hard to bet the money line, so I'm going to go the run line. Uh, the White Sox are favored by a run and a half. I'm taking that at plus 115. Lance Lynn on the mound. They're facing a left-handed pitcher. Uh, White Sox, great against lefties. I like the uh, White Sox in the run line. All right, they're great against lefties, but Mike gave it to Yankees against uh, a lefty on Friday night. Yes. And, yeah, that was a good uh, call. John, yeah, they were tw- but they're like 25-2. and two. My system gave it to me. They may be great against lefties, but it shows me again today with the run line plus the one and a half at minus 130. I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals in that game. I know they're coming home. They just took a beating in New York, which is nothing to be ashamed of. White Sox team's been getting swept in New York for a long time. So so have a lot of people. New York's got it together, but I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals minus the 130 plus the one and a half, and then I'll have one more. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, John Means on the mound today against Ooh, Minnesota. I like him. Yeah, for some reason, Minnesota's um, this is a, a pretty much an even money matchup. It's minus 109 for Baltimore, minus 107 for the Twins. Matt Shoemaker on the mound for Minnesota, but Minnesota's just not good. They're they're a really bad team, so I'll take Means at that price for sure. Absolutely. That's a good pick. In fact, I like that read that you have there today. I was looking at it earlier. Let's just check real quick here. We got a few seconds here. What we look like here on Baltimore. Not bad. Yeah. Both teams are 17 and 29, but means with an ERA sub two and Matt Shoemaker is an ERA over six. So Matt I, I don't know. I think solid. Matt Shoemaker, I bet him already this year. Believe me, it takes a lot of guts to bet him. My last one. <laughs> well, believe me, I'd rather try to clown Mount Everest with gym shoes than, than, than bet Matt Shoemaker. All right. <laughs> Wouldn't last long. I no, like, no. Uh, Montreal minus the one, uh, minus one eighty on the puck line tonight against Toronto. So I'm taking Montreal minus one eighty plus one and a half. I'm taking St. Louis plus one and a half minus one thirty, and Miami in uh, NBA plus four and a half. And you have your two games tonight. Who are they again, my friend? It is the White Sox on the run line at plus one fifteen, and then also the Orioles money line minus one oh nine. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank, of course, everybody from Win Daily Sports. We thank 
uh, all the guys there, they do a great job. We keep, uh, we thank all you for listening. The numbers have been great. We appreciate that very much. Johnny, as usual, we got the greatest, the greatest wave in all of live streaming. Oh, you know what? It's, it's almost as good. No, it's not. I'm not that old yet. So long, everybody. Beautiful.